Yeah. So we're going to learn Nativa Shalom, uh, which is my favorite Hasidic Sefer to pump us up for Shabbos Kodesh by Big Tzadik of Shalom Noach. And I wanted to talk about the man. It's one of my favorite topics because I love eating. And, you know, Tu Bishvat just ended, but we could still talk about food. And it's crazy that we have the whole Parsha of Tu Bishvat in the Torah portion which talks all about our relationship with food. And we know that there's a minog that we do every single Shabbos, is a halacha that we do as a remembrance of the manna that fell in the heavens. What am I referring to? You guys know? Guys, turn off your uh, thing if you're, if it's uh, making noise. Moti. Oh, Eliakim says, eating bread, and specifically, how many breads do we eat on Shabbos? Kodesh? Two and a half men. Two breads. Two breads. All right. Why two breads? Because there were two portions of manna which fell on Erev Shabbos, which teaches us you should have two breads. And the essence of Shabbos, Shulum Shulum, the essence of Shabbos can be encapsulated if we understand man. We understand what man's all about. We'll understand why the first time we encounter Shabbos Kodesh is through the story of man. Guys, there's someone uh, making static. If you could uh, take care of that, it would be better for all of us. Okay? Otherwise, I'm going to have to mute everyone. Help me mute everyone. Uh, yeah. Guys, okay. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, you, you, everyone's hearts open, ready to learn a little bit about the mana. Let's do it. It's a midrash. The midrash teaches us, and God blessed Shabbos Kodesh b'may berchu. How exactly did God bless Shabbos Kodesh? In what way do we see that Shabbos Kodesh is blessed? So, if you were to make a suggestion, what would you say? How did God bless Shabbos? What did He give us on Shabbos? It's extra blessingful. Rest. Rest. It's a wonderful suggestion. More time to sleep. What else? Faith. Faith. Pretty good. What else? We don't have to do any work. We don't have to do any work. We're off from work. Pretty good. Any other ideas? Children. Children. Whew. Bezat Hashem. I said screaming children. Oh, screaming children. Well, some of us have that every day. Bezat Hashem. But also on Shabbos. Extra on Shabbos. Also on Shabbos when they're not in school. As also during Corona here in Israel, there's a lot of screaming kids every day. Uh, I was just by my friend. I got a taste of Shabbos. Anyways, so no, the Midrash says, Baruchu man, man, you want to tap into the blessing of Shabbos? It's through the mana. Emuna, Emuna, mana. Uh, so Ardiel suggesting that man alludes to Emuna because they sound similar. No, because man was all about um, having faith in a Kaddish Baruchu that we're going to get our man, and we don't have to do anything, and he's going to take care of us. So maybe that's a good idea. Let's see if the Tiv Shalom says that. 
Wait, all of the blessing of the whole Shabbos Kodesh is just through the man? My Lecha Mishnah, when I'm having my sourdough challah, that's all of the blessing? And not in my rest, and not in my Kiddush wine? Like, why? What's, what's this idea? We know the Torah is eternal. And blessing is eternal. But they got, we got 40 years of man, that's it. Plus, wait a second. When did we actually get the double blessing of man? Friday. Friday. It wasn't even on Shabbos. So what, we're getting the double blessing, the, the blessing of Shabbos comes on Friday? That's weird. What's going on? So what is this idea of the blessing of the man that came down on Erev Shabbos? What's this all about? So we can suggest the following. So the Rebbe of Menachem Mendel me Vitebsk. Vitebsk shares the following beautiful idea. There's an idea that um, the rabble rousers, they, they wanted, they had a, da- a desire, they had a taiva. What was the taiva? Meat. Okay? It's a good, it's a good week to give a vegetarian schmooze. But, but I'm not going there right now. Have you ever had this experience where before you eat, you're not really that hungry, and then suddenly you start eating, and you have this big taiva for a lot of food, or, and, and all sorts of unhealthy things sometimes? It happens to me all the time. Mamish. So the rabble rousers, where your desire is awakened once you start eating. So the rabble... So the Priyarit explains, it wasn't that they wanted food, it's that they wanted taiva. They wanted desire. They were bored with their holy life. They wanted the geschmack of, of taiva. Right, and that was the issue with the meat. It wasn't that, it, it was that they were not eating meat to get close to Hashem, they were eating meat because they wanted the thrill of it all. But you know what? Man, ulechem avirim achal ish. Man was a holy food, and it didn't it didn't uh, put any um, negative desires inside of us. You ate it, and you were satisfied. You were just like, I'm good. I don't need more food. I just want to go learn Torah and daven. That was the specialness of of, of the man. Haidu lechem shel malachim. It's like angel food. What? It, what would be like the modern day equivalent of a food you eat it and you're just like, I'm good, I don't need any more. Like it took away my taiva. It's like a taiva buster. What would you guys say that is? Bread. You think it's bread? Pasta. B- pasta. Bread. Yeah, okay. For me, you know what it is? It's tea. If it's like sugarless tea. If I have tea, I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> you know? I feel like it's a modern-day equivalent of tea. Coffee. Coffee? Yeah, coffee for a lot of people has the same effect. It's like, I'm good, I'm satisfied, you know? It's a good cup of coffee. A good cup of coffee. 
Gavat. Sometimes it has the opposite effect. It really, it depends. You have to wait a couple of minutes and then the taiva comes strong. But anyway, the man, it took away their taiva. So that's why they wanted meat. They wanted to rebel. And that's the blessing of Shabbos. Even the food that we have on Shabbos, it's holy. And it doesn't awaken us to have to do bad things. Right? It, it, the eating and the drinking brings us to feel holiness and to be on a higher level. And that's what we say. We're eating at the, at the table of, of the king. The meal is the holiest of the holies. That indeed is a holy, holy uh, blessing and an eternal blessing. Okay, so pshat number one on what is unique about man is that it didn't arouse negative desires. It made us just feel happy and content and, and a desire to be to do holy things. And we find that that bracha also in Shabbos Kodesh, when the, the Shabbos Suda also uh, has a koach to only awaken us a desire to do holiness, to do mitzvahs, and not to do things that are bad for our soul. You guys got pshat number one? Yeah, the, the man helps us be satisfied so we don't have extra time to do bad things. Good. I might add that I think it might have a little bit to do with your kavana. Even if you go into your Shabbos meal with the wrong intentions, maybe it too can bring us to the Taiva land. But if you're intending to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu, then, then your, fri- your Shabbos meal uh, will, can really take you to a place of Kedusha and not uh, Taivas, not, not rebelling against God. All right? What's the first time, by the way, the word Ta'ava is used in the Torah? The, the, free, the fruit? Oh, really? The fruit was beautiful and she desired it. Right. Chava had a desire for the fruit. Right? And the, set, the other time that Taiva comes up is when we're talking about Kivrota Tava, when they wanted the meat. So when, when we're doing it just to, to satisfy our physical, carnal uh, desires, so it's not bringing us close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's, that's Taiva. But when our intention is to get close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, then that's the exact opposite. Like the Meshach Chachma says, the issue with, with, uh, with, with Adam and Chava is that Adam didn't tell Chava it's a mitzvah to eat the fruits. If she would have eaten with that holy bracha intention to get close to Kaddish Baruch Hu, then it wouldn't have been a taiva. Then it would have brought them close to Hashem. Okay, onward. So, We've all heard of the famous Midrash that what did man taste like? Guys, how did it taste? Any way you want it, that's the way you need, right? Right? So, So for me, it probably would have been back in the day, pizza, right? Or ice cream, right? Nowadays, it might be like quinoa and soup. And like a nice good coffee when you really need it in a cold freezing day, right? So how do you uh, how do you reconcile that it tasted like dough kneaded with honey? Ah, uh, that's very good, beautiful. Now on, that, on the simple shot level, on the on the on the Torah level, it, 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 the Torah tells us exactly what it tasted like. But the midrash 
it's not written in the Torah, but there's a midrash that says it tasted like whatever you wanted. So midrashim, we have to always dig deeper to understand what is it, what is their meaning, what are they really trying to teach us? Okay, so let let let's put it out there, guys. What's the idea that the Torah, that the midrash is trying to convey by saying that it tasted like whatever you wanted it to taste like? It was satiating. Okay. Pleasurable. Pleasurable, satiating. Any other ideas? What? But we know, we know the Torah says exactly what it tasted like. So what does it mean? It tasted like whatever you wanted it to taste like. I get it. You're saying if you're making your ruts, if you're making your ruts on the ruts of Hashem. Then he's gonna do make make his rats and your rats. Yeva. I'm Why me. Are you an addict? Sorry. Yeah. So maybe I. What? Why are you rocking back and forth? Are you an addict? Just say I'm a Torah addict or something. I know the Baal Shem Tov says that when we learn Torah, there's an idea to shake. Some explain. Also, when you're davening, some explain that it's it goes back all the way to like the flickering fire of our soul that's always trying to get closer to a Kaddish Baruch And some say you want to get so close to Hashem, but then He's so great that you go back. But then you want to get close to Hashem again, and then you come back again. So some those are some Hasidic explanations as to why uh, as to why we shake when we learn Torah. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Okay, Weiser, onwards. So, so what? Is, so I was going to suggest perhaps the idea is that it's all in our head. In other words, if it might have tasted like honey cake, but if you have the right attitude, that honey cake is amazing. And if you have the wrong attitude, then 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 it's not that great. So, our perspective can have a deep uh, effect, and even the taste of food will have upon you, right? And you, and you could literally do that. If you do a meditated bracha like we did last night at the Seder and you eat that grape super duper slowly, it literally tastes better. Okay, but let's see what the Slonimer says. So the Slonimer says like this. We have this also by Shabbos Kodesh. To me, Shabbos Kodesh, that if you have the intention that this is going to be the best Shabbos ever and this is going to be a day of rest, and I'm going to get to learn Torah and I'm going to get to Davin, then you're going to get it. So we also. Our Shabbos is sanctified above all the other holidays. We have a lot of holidays. We have Rosh Hashanah, we have Yom Kippur. We have Pesach, that's a time of freedom. Um, and you can get all of that energy if you want it, if you yearn for it, if you pray for it. You can get the freedom of Pesach on every Shabbos. You can get the Kapara of Yom Kippur. Like we say, you get atoned for all your sins when you say Ve'yichulu on Shabbos. And you can feel the purity of Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. But it's all dependent on the yearning that you have to bring that Kedusha into your Neshama and into your brain. 
So just like the man, it was dependent on our thoughts and our thoughts determined, our attitude determined how much we received of the true mana. So too, when it comes to Shabbos, your attitude determines how much of the holiness of Shabbos you will receive. Everybody got that? Everybody clear on that? You get it? It's so important. It's so important what the Rebbe is telling us right now because if you don't come into Shabbos with this attitude thinking this is going to be the most amazing Shabbos ever, then it won't be. Sorry? Daniel, what did you say? Okay. Great. You agree. Right? So this is very important. You got to have the right attitude starting off as we go into the Shabbos, just like the man was all dependent on our thoughts. Thank you. I appreciate the, the positive feedback. It is great. Because Shabbos is a source of all blessing in your, in your week. You know, today I was having a little bit of a hard afternoon. It was just kind of cold and dreary and whatever. And then I started learning this Hasidic Sefer and talking about Shabbos, and I already started feeling like I was in a better mood. Just thinking about Shabbos, just, just talking about Shabbos, just reading about Shabbos put me into this good space. It really, it's really true. So it's the source of blessing in our lives if we have the attitude that it's a source of blessings in our life, right? It's like, I, I, I like to tell this story because it brings it home when, when, I, when I got Shabbat in the army and Shabbat's a punishment, that they use it as a punishment word, like Yishlecha Shabbat. And I got to stay in the base for Shabbos because I tucked out my shirt. My shirt was untucked by mistake. And, and I had the best Shabbos ever because I love Shabbos. And I, I made the minion and I, I ate and did Kiddush on my, in my Mishmar. And I came back on Sunday morning and my commander, who didn't like religion and didn't like me, asked me, Kis, Echaya Shabbat. And he has a smirk on his face like, ha, it must have been the worst Shabbos ever. And I was like, Shabbat, I am a Shabbat. I was like, it was awesome because... It doesn't matter where you're at. If you have the, you can be in jail, but if you have the right attitude, Shabbos is the highest of the high. It's all about our attitude. All right. Answer number three. Says this phone number. Wow. So the 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 Vitbesk Rebbe would would announce there will never be a Shabbos like this Shabbos, and there, this and he would say this every single Shabbos, because his he realized that if I have the attitude that this is going to be the best Shabbos ever, it really will be the best Shabbos ever. Right? It's like Rav Shlomo Karlbach, he would go around and say hello to every single person before he started a, a concert, and he would go to them and say, oh. My holy brother, friend David, my holy brother Daniel, my holy brother Moshe, and every single person, he said, you're my best friend. And they would all hear each other and say, but you said that to the last guy, but it doesn't matter because at that moment, Rav Shlomo really felt like that person was his best friend. So that it's the same thing with Shabbos Kodesh. We have to have the attitude that this is going to be the best Shabbos Kodesh of my life. And the same truth ever, this is going to be the best davening, this is going to be the best grape, this is going to be the best kiwi. Whatever it is, if we have that attitude, it literally changes 
the experience to a completely different experience. Okay. And the truth is, every single Shabbos of your life has this unique purpose. You could look at it like God grants, you know, Kalman Flax 372 Shabbases. Hopefully more. 3,070. I don't know. And each unique Shabbos, I have a specific tikkun that I have to do. I have a unique purpose. And I, I can't look at it like it's just another Shabbos. I have to think about it. You know, sometimes in my big Shabbos meals, I kind of make the same speech over and over and over again. And people ask me, you know, like, didn't you say that last week? Aren't you bored of yourself? Sometimes a little bit I am. But the truth is, I have to remember this Torah that doesn't matter what happened last week. Every week I have unique tikkun. Every every single week is is the Shabbos to achieve the great fixing that I need to achieve. And it doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what's going to happen next week. This is the moment right here, right now. Okay. There never will be another Shabbos like it. As the Orachayim Kadosh explains, The truth is, the Orachayim says, and he's saying from a place of reality, he's not just speaking in, in, you know, in terms of metaphors. The truth is, the world only has six days. This is this debate. Is the world six billion years? Is the world 6,000 years? Nope. They're all wrong. The world is six days old. And then every Shabbos Kodesh, we are partnering with the Kodesh Baruch to recreate the world every single Shabbos. And the world recreated every Mote Shabbos when we light that fire. And every Shabbos, the whole world is recreated. Spiritually. So every person, every animal, every squirrel, every rock has its own purpose. Every Shabbos has to be in this feeling. There never will be another Shabbos like it. Next Shabbos is its Shabbos. This Shabbos is Shabbos Shira. The Shabbos to make a call and sing. And sing Kari Banoilam. Right, it's it it has this unique tikkun that only can be achieved that Shabbos, and we learn the parsha and learn a little tivah shalom. Maybe we'll know what the unique focus of each Shabbos has to be. Okay, a few more minutes. We're almost we're almost done, Chevra. And then I'm going to ask at the end if there's one thing you took from the shear. So I'm already giving you a warning to start planning on something to take from the shear. From this newness, this new flavor of Shabbos, we have this amazing power that God grants us. Every week we become a new person. That's why the Gemara says that when you say Be'yechulu, all of your sins are erased. Because you can, if you have the right kavana, you can become a completely new person every single Shabbos. And all of your sins could become erased and because you become so close to Kodesh Baruch Hu. You're not the same person. Shabbat. By the way, that's, that's how Rav Shlomo explains. What do we do at Kiddush Lavana after Shabbos? We say, Sholem Aleichem. Aleichem Sholem. Sholem Aleichem. Why are we saying Sholem Aleichem? Because even if I saw you, beforehand, after Shabbos, I'm a new person. So it's like it's the first per- time I've ever, I'm ever seeing you. So I'm saying, Shalom Aleichem, wow, wow, you look new, you look amazing. 
real tzaddikim, they, they became, they transformed themselves to totally new people every, every single day. Not just every shop. Their moms, they look different every single day. So we're new people. We're a totally different person. Shabbos is a time to return to your true self. Not by saying, oh, I did this wrong and I did that wrong. That you do a little bit on Yom Kippur, on Sarasame Tshuva, maybe Erev Shabbos is an idea of doing a little Tshuva. But no, on Shabbos, we return through love. We return to our true relationship with ourselves and our relationship to the world and relationship to Kaddish Baruch Hu through, through singing and, and, and davening and learning. We're returning to our true souls. So Shabbat is Shabbat Botashuv. Shabbat is the time to return. And even if I've done terrible sins, when and, and even regular tshuva cannot wipe away um, the, the, the negative uh, spiritual effect of the sin. But I become a new creature that every Shabbos I have that opportunity to become a new person. And that's the main goal. You're going to ask, what's the goal of Shabbos? We have many purposes of davening and learning. The main thing is I should feel new. I should feel like I'm a new person. By the way, the Zohar says that every Shabbos, a, a, a person ideally should either have a new Chiddush, a new idea, a new Torah thought, or learn a new t- Sefer. And when the, in the heavenly courts, they ask you, what did you learn every Shabbos? And it, it, it makes sense because Shabbos, all idea is Hitchachis, to become new, to become a, a new creature, and therefore we, we're bringing new Torah into our lives. But both between us and our Creator, and even between me and myself. I might have thought to myself, now I'll never change myself. This is me. I have these bad habits. I've been trying to change myself for a million years. It's never going to change. But no, you must believe that every Shabbos is a new chance. You become a new creature. And even if I messed up the last 40 years of my life, Saturday night, I'm, I'm, I'm a new person. I have a new chance. If I want it enough, I can change. And in order to really change, of course, we need Hashem's help. We can't do it ourselves. We need Hashem's help. But by, by the, this new energy that's coming out to the world, I have the potential to really be, be, change my habits and, and become the Kalman, the Daniel, the David, the Hillary, whoever we are, the Bino, whatever we're at, that we really want to be. And all this is included in the blessing on the man. By the way, it's not a coincidence that Haman is like Haman. And Haman is from the descendants of Amalek. And Shlomo always explains that Amalek is the thing that tells you you can't change. It puts Sveikos in us and says, nah, you're always going to be stuck in your bad habits. So the man is not the opposite. It's this the Torah stresses. Each and every day, the mana came down and double mana came down on Erev Shabbos. 
Each day there's new energy coming from the heavens. And so every Shabbos, new energy is mamish coming down to the world. It's being, it's coming into the world tonight, Thursday night, Erev Shabbos. And, and then if we awaken ourselves with this rotsam, with a desire, with the tefillah to Hakadosh Baruch Hu to change, so it it, it 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 that opens up our vessels and that the, we draw it into our our neshamas on Shabbos Kodesh. Just end the last paragraph. During these weeks called Shovavim and B'Shabbatot, the main time when we fix ourselves is on Shabbos. On Shabbos, we become a new new creature. Since I become a new person, I'm not the same person that sinned. When do we get that? When we're celebrating Shabbos Kodesh. And then we start a new page in life and we have the koach to really start again. Okay, Kevalt. Uh, any questions on this Maimar? Thoughts? Yeah. The new energy comes down on Thursday. Daniel, we're not hearing you so much. 